listening to New Life the Fort, where the person of Jesus Christ and His love for you are shared. Well, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for today. Thank you, Lord God. Your anointing is here, and we rest in your anointing. Thank you for grace abounding in this place. Thank you for miracles, signs, and wonders. Thank you, Lord, for healing in our bodies. Thank you, Lord, for healing in our spirit and our soul. Thank you, Lord God, that we're ready to receive in this place and even in the overflow room. We love you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. I'm glad I'm here. Amen. One, what a wonderful testimony. Among you want more testimonies? Amen. I tell you, we've been praying for a big space. And uh, we've been praying because, as you can see, all of our services now are full. And we even have an overflow area some, just outside. But we're really praying that we can have cameras so that we can have an overflow room downstairs in the fourth floor that can house maybe more than uh, maybe 150 to 200 people and with that also we can uh, tape our services and with that also maybe we can get into television right so that the the worship you know uh, the worship and the preaching of the word will go out that's a vision of the church that we can have a time wherein god will just allow us to broadcast the preaching. Well, you're blessed with the preaching. Amen. Blessed with the word. Even me, I'm blessed, really. And also, and with that, we can even have off-site services wherein we have Market Market and even we can have another place and at the same time, just live feed or what you call it, you know, uh, simultaneous what's happening here. They can see it somewhere, maybe in somewhere in Taguig or somewhere. You know, so we have an off-site service. The wonders of technology, right? Amen. So we've been praying for cameras. And so we were looking for cameras. And of course, we want the best because God is, you know, God gives the best. Amen. So we're not just going to be believing for cheap cameras. We just want the best for His kingdom. Amen. And so we, we look. And with the, with the help of some of my, my brother and even uh, David, they came out with the, with the cost. And when I saw the cost, I said, oh God, hallelujah. Amen. I saw it. It's around 3 million to 4 million pesos only. So only. And so I said to myself, hallelujah, Lord. Amen. For cameras? I thought I can just buy downstairs for camera. You know, but no, we're just wanting broadcast quality cameras. So that, you know, with all the things that are looking towards the future, uh, we can use them. You know what? We've been believing. We've been praying. Do you know that all the funding that comes to New Life the Fort comes from heaven? We don't have support from Alabang. We don't have support from other churches all around. We have the support of heaven. And that is enough. Through you. Actually, it's God blessing you and you blessing the church. And guess what? The money came. Amen. On top of our regular tithes and offering, the money came. Amen. So we can now buy cameras. So that means when you come here, kailangan naka-makeup kayo. <laughs> so that baka mamaya mapan kayo. Amen. May lagay kayo sa screen or something. HD. So, dapat, pag-close-up, may makeup. 
<laughs> no, no, I'm just joking. But really, that is a testimony. Amen. Amen. So let's just praise God for that. Come on. Thank you, Lord. Amen. God is faithful. God is faithful. Now we can buy our cameras. And now, also, we move to our life center. We move rather to our grace center. So our offices now are functional. So that means the life center is open to become a full, you know, uh, overflow room. So with the cameras and everything is set. Praise God. Thank you for your giving. Amen. Thank you for believing with us. Amen. Truly, you know, this is God's house. God builds this house, God will build your house. If you build God's house, God will build your house. Amen? Hallelujah. So, one more time, let's give praise to Jesus today. Come on. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. So, today, I want us to talk about the tree of life. Actually, eating from the tree of life. We've been meditating on the tree of life. Among you know, the tree of life is, you can find it in Genesis, right? And in Genesis, there are two trees actually, the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And maybe some of you are asking, ano ba yung mga trees na yan? Remember, see Adam and Eve, you know the story, they ate from, not the tree of life, they ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And when they ate of the tree of the, from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and you know what, it doesn't really matter what kind of fruit. Some people are into theolog- theological discussion. Ano bang prutas yan? Durian ba yan? <laughs> or whatever. You know, mong you like durian? Well, God bless you. <laughs> Alright? Okay? Somebody said that, well, I don't want to say it. But okay. So, it doesn't really matter what kind of fruit. What matters is, actually, what happened. They ate of the fruit and then sin came into the picture. Death came into the picture. So, we're going to study the tree of life. But in reference also to the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Are you ready? Amen. So in Eden, do you know Eden means God's delight? God's delight or God's pleasure. We find two trees that are key actually to everything that follows in all human history. Okay? They are physical trees God used to share important truths, you know, to our lives. Amen. So in the beginning, God was establishing a truth. Everything that you find in Genesis... Actually, God is just establishing something. It's a law, actually. We call it the law of first mention. If you want to see like a, a meaning, you know, you find it, a meaning of a word in the Bible, try to find it in Genesis. What meaning, you know, that, that, that meaning in Genesis will actually is the meaning for the whole Bible. So the law of first mention. Okay, so there is a principle that God wants us to see here with regards to the tree of life and the tree of knowledge of good and evil that we can really apply in our everyday lives. Are you ready? So let's start from the very beginning. All right? Very good place to start. All right? Genesis 2, verse 8. And God planted a garden eastward in in Eden, and there He put the man whom He had formed. Look at that. God put the man where He had formed, you know, in the garden. So God planted first the garden. And then, you know, he put the man. Aren't you glad that's grace? Amen. He finished the work first and then he put you. So that means your life is taken care of. Even before you were born, God has already prepared everything for you. Ganon gumalaw ang God. Ganon gumalaw si God. Amen. Prepare muna niya. Everything is prepared first. And then he puts you. Amen. You know, when I became a pastor, I didn't see this. But God prepared this. Amen. You, it's the same thing. 
It's just good that you step out. Amen? A while ago, there's an anointing, faith to rise up, to, to believe for the supernatural. Because if you want the supernatural, you are wanting, you need to step out. If you want to walk on water, you need to get out of the boat. Amen? If you want to see miracles in your life, you need to dare to trust God. Amen? Not trust your circumstances. Not waver, but just trust in what Jesus has done. Because everything that Jesus has done, He did it for you. Can someone say amen to that? So God planted the garden, then He put man. Alright? This is beautiful. Then verse 9, And out of the garden, or out of the ground, the Lord God made every tree grow that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. The tree of life was also in the midst of the garden. So where is the tree of life? In the middle. In the midst of the garden. And the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So in the midst of the garden, in the center, is the tree of life. And in the center is what? The tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Do you know what the, the midst of the garden signifies? Do you know what the garden signifies in the Bible? Actually, it's the, the garden. What is the center of your being? It's your heart. Alright? It's your heart. So the garden, you know, the center of your being is your heart. Do you know that in everyday life, you know, we have an opportunity to feed from the tree of life. And also, if we do not know, we have the opportunity, you know, we do not know what God has done for us. We have also the opportunity to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Alright? So in the midst of the garden, there is also an opportunity to eat, to eat in both. Alright? Signifies the center of your life. Alright? So, verse 10, Now a river went out of Eden to water the garden, and from there it parted and became four riverheads. So there is a river in the midst of the garden. Genesis 2, verse 16 to 17, The Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden you may freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat, for in the day that you eat of it you shall surely die. If the day you shall eat of it, you shall surely die. Did they die when they ate of the, gar of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil? Physically, not. But actually, spiritually, what happened was, you know, from life, you know, from relationship, actually, you know, sin came into the picture. Death came into the picture. Now, maybe some of you are asking, why did God create two trees in the middle of the garden? Sana ginawa na lang the tree of life. So that sin you know, has no place to come in in the garden, right? Among you thought that. Even me, I thought that before. But the Holy Spirit spoke to us and says, you know, God created us not for religion. God created us not to be robots. I do, I do, I do, I do. No, you know, I must, I must, I must. No, God did not create us to be like that, to just follow and follow. God created us to have a relationship with Him. God has given us free will. Amen. And free will means that we are going to make a choice to love Him with all of our heart. Not that we are forced to do it. Like you guys, you're not forced to go to church. You're not forced to go to New Life the Fort. Amen. You're here because you want to. We're not forced to give. Why? Because we just want to. Why? Because we have a relationship with God. We have a relationship with one another. That's why we come and congregate in this place. So that's the reason why God created too. Because God does not want us to become robots. Right? God wants us to become human. God wants us to become like Him. You know, with relationship. Amen? 
relationship. Amen? So that we can freely and out of our hearts, out of our overflow, love Him and respond to Him. A relationship of want to, not have to. Amen? A relationship of I get to, right? Not I must. Are you following? That's Christian life. That is what God, what Jesus died for at the cross. Amen. So what is the tree of the knowledge of good and evil? In Genesis 3, 1 to 5. Genesis 3, 1 to 5. Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field, which the Lord God made. The Lord God made. And he said to the woman, Has God indeed said that you shall not eat of every tree of the garden? Do you know that's the same tactic that the devil is using nowadays? Ever since the beginning of time until now, it's the same tactic. The devil will always question God's word in your life. Tama? He will always question, are you blessed? Are you really blessed? Are you healed? Are you really healed? You know, do you have a future? Really? What's happening with your life? Did, did, you know, did what, did what God say coming to pass? Something like that, right? So don't listen to him. You know, because the final authority in our lives is what God has said. Amen. The final authority in our lives is what God has said. But the woman and Adam, you know what? They didn't know that. And so what happened was they were deceived. And the woman said, verse 2, The woman said to the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God said, You shall not eat, nor shall you touch it, lest you die. Alright? In verse 4, Then the servant said to the woman, You will not surely die. For God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. Knowing good and evil. You know what that means? It signifies actually, you know, self-rule. It signifies actually man's sufficiency. Because when they have now the knowledge of good and evil, they themselves can judge. They themselves can now decide what is good for me and what is bad for me. Rather than trusting in God, rather than trusting in the leading of God, rather than trusting in the best of God for them, now man is his boss. Now man will say, Kaya kuto, alam kuna, what is good for me, what is not good for me, I will now decide. I will now take care of my destiny. So when they ate of that, now they begin to see. And now God now begins to, to see that, you know, they, they now are trying to work out the righteousness of God that is freely given. They're now trying to earn it through their actions. They're now trying to earn it, you know, through their works. Among you know, you cannot earn the righteousness of God. Amen. The righteousness of God is given. Amen. It's given to you and I. So when they ate of it, it represents a focus on good and evil. Remember the law? Thou shall not, thou shall do this. It's all about now focus on what I will do. So it's actually talking about the law. What I will do rather than a leading, you know, a humbling, rather than you submitting, you know, to the leader who is the Holy Spirit. Amen. To you, you know, rather than just focusing on the relationship. Now man, Adam, actually Adam represents man. You know, now, you know, we'll say, you know, I must do this, I must do that. It talks about all about Him. The focus is all about Him. The focus is not about, you know, Him being, but the focus is now all about doing. 
It represents a focus on behavior and performance rather than His identity in Him. That's why the church day, sad to say, the church day is, well, it's, it's growing, you know, having a revelation of Jesus Christ. Amen. But you hear messages on you need to be, you need to be, you need to be. Rather than preaching on you need to be, we need to preach on who we are. Because people need to know who they are. They're trying to be who they really are. You're already it. You're already blessed. God has blessed you already. Why are you wanting and working out to be blessed? Amen. So we need to hear the message on identity in Christ. We need to hear who we are in Christ. Because Adam and Eve, you know, you know one of the, one the serpents said, you know, you are going to be like God, knowing good and evil. But among you know, the problem here is Adam and Eve didn't know that they were actually like God. Right? Adam and Eve didn't really know that they were actually like God, right? In, Ad, in, in Genesis 1.26, you know, Adam and Eve forgot that they were actually made. God said, let us make man according to our own image, according to our own likeness, and let them have dominion over the earth. Amen. So they were actually like God. Amen. They have, you know, God's likeness. But they forget that. They forgot that. Right? And that is why they were able to be deceived. You know what? You need to know who you are. So that the devil cannot deceive you. Amen? You need to know what Christ has purchased for you. You need to know today, because of Jesus Christ, you can say, as He is, so am I in this world. Amen? If sickness tries to attach your body, I am the healed of the Lord. Because as He is, so am I in this world. Amen? You need to know that you are blessed because as He is, so am I in this world. Amen. We are made according to the image of God. Christ lives inside of you today. Amen. And the life that you live inside of you is Christ's life. Amen. Whenever God sees you, He, don't see, he doesn't see you actually. He sees Jesus in you. Amen. So, hallelujah, the church today must know who they are in Christ. Because of, of that, the problem is that Christians are trying to be who they already are. They're trying to be who they already are. That's hard. But praise God, we know who we are. We know that we are in Christ. Amen. Adam and Eve, because of their relationship with God, already had everything that they needed. They didn't, they didn't have everything they needed because they worked for it. They just received it. Amen? And they just trusted and believed in God. But Adam and Eve tried to be more like God by, by their own efforts. Right? And rather than partaking of the finished work that produces life. Do you know that Christianity is not about trying? Among you know that Christianity is all about believing. It's all about believing and receiving who you are in Christ. Can someone say amen to that? Amen. So understand this. That the tree of the knowledge of good and evil could be called also the law tree, right? Because it offered knowledge about the rules of right and wrong. When Adam ate from the tree, he instantly found himself at a place where doing right and avoiding wrong became the defining issue in his life. Until that point, his behavior had always glorified God because he trusted in God. But at that time when he ate, it now becomes his own responsibility, 
Now I must do this. Now I must do that. I must take care of this. I must. Rather than trusting in God's sufficiency, Adam began to trust in his own sufficiency. Among you know, that is dangerous. Amen. Among you know that we are limited. Man is limited. You are limited. Amen. Like that. You know, we don't know what's going to happen in the future. But for us Christians, we know it's going to be glorious. Amen. It's going to be glorious. But for us, really, God only knows because He's been there. Amen. In the future. And He knows what's in store for us. That's why we need to trust Him. Amen. But man, you know, rather than focusing on God, focus is focusing on His behavior. On His, you know, performance. Focusing on His own efforts. Among you know, that actually speaks of the law. Right? The law was given. And when the law was given, man, the, the reason why the law is given is because man was saying, I can do that. Give it to me. I can do that. But the reason why the law is given is to really share to us and tell us na hindi natin kaya. That we need a Savior. The law's purpose, why God has given the law, is that to tell man, man, you cannot do it. You need my son. You need a Savior. Amen? Among you know that Jesus came. And that is why we're here. Amen? When a Christian focuses on doing right and avoiding wrong, he's completely missing the point of the cross. What is the point of the cross? The point of the cross is not rules. The point of the cross is relationships. Hallelujah. God loves us. Period. Do you know? You know, I was watching television. I was flipping channels. And I saw this parang, uh, you know, some, something, you know, a uh, religious channel. And someone asked this guy. And this, uh, this guy asked, uh, 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 Brother, ganon. Uh, <laughs> brother, uh, paano ba ako maging kaaya-aya sa Panginoon? In English, how will I be worthy in the sight of God? And then the brother said, uh, ah, you need to do good works so that you will uh, uh, be worthy in the sight of God. Umang, <laughs> you know, man, how will you know that you are worthy with all your good works? How will you know that your good works is enough? How will you know that, that you are worthy? But among you know, as in, in, the, in the Bible, the Bible says that it's not by good works. We are saved by grace through faith in Jesus Christ. Amen? And so when we were saved, God is now pleased with you. Amen? God is now pleased with you. God is saying to you, you are my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. And with that atmosphere of love and acceptance, now you do good works. Not to earn, but just to an overflow and to demonstrate the goodness of God in your life. Can someone say amen? amen. Hallelujah. So, so the point of the cross is relationship. It's not rules. So that's the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. When, rule, or when law rules a Christian, his focus is on improving his behavior. But many people are into behavior, into behavior, into behavior. But actually, there is no heart transformation. Real change happens from the inside out. Amen. When God touches you in the inside, you know what? You can help it but change. Amen. Many people try to change you from the outside. You can't do that. You yourselves can try to change you yourself in the outside, right? Remember New Year's resolution? I will not eat sweets anymore. But after that, a few days after, ayan na. Right? 
You can't change yourself. Only God can. And it happens through where? Inside and out. And that is the change that is happening inside you and I. Amen? Amen. It's not about behavior modification, but heart transformation. When a heart is transformed, life flows out of it. Amen. So, that's the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Now, but we want to focus on the tree of life, which actually is grace. Amen. Which actually is grace. Through the cross, we are restored to the place of intimacy which Adam forfeited. As a result, we love life as God intended for us to live in total dependency on Him at every moment. Do you know the New Testament calls this abiding in Jesus? Amen. Abiding in Jesus. So what is the tree of life? The tree of life represents who else? But life Himself. What's His name? Jesus. Amen. When we partake of the tree of life, we are partaking of His life. His wisdom, His health, His wholeness, His blessing. We are partaking of everything of Him. You know, there's a song that I, I, I love. The Mighty Cross. Oh, Mighty Cross. Love lifted high. The Lord of life. In and to die. His sacrifice at Calvary has made the mighty cross the tree of life to me. Hallelujah. Maybe I can sing that song later. Amen. Amen. Are you ready, band? Okay. But really, now the tree of life is the cross because the life that we're talking about is a person and his name is Jesus. So the tree of life really represents grace. The tree of life really represents Jesus Christ. John 14, 6, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. Amen. John 4, verse 40, uh, John 6, verse 48, I am the bread of life. What do you do with bread? Eat it. Amen. What do you do with the tree of life? You partake of the fruit. Jesus said, I am now the bread of life. Partake me. Amen. And you will receive life because you are what you eat. Amen. If you, you, it's going to show in your body what you eat, right? So if you eat fear, then that's what's going to come. That's what's going to re, be released in your body, right? If you eat, uh, uh, you know, problems, that's what's going to come. Palaging nakakunot yung ano nyo and all of that, right? Amen. Hindi ka makatulog, hindi ka makakain. Siguro in love ka. No, no. Right? But no. But when you eat life, what happens? That is what's going to happen in your, in your, even in your countenance, even in your body. Amen. That's what's going to show. We partake of life. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. John 11 verse 25, Jesus said to her, to Martha, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, shall live. Look at this. Jesus carried life. Amen. This, Jesus carried life. And wherever he went, wherever he went, Darkness or death needs to go. He went to Lazarus' tomb. You know what? Death needed to be resurrected. So much so that when he was at the cross, at the cross, there were two thieves. Remember? He was in the center. He needed to die first before they died. Life needs to die first before the two thieves die. Think about it. Wherever he went, there was provision. There was life. Wherever he went, healing was there. There was life. Wherever he went, 
peace was there. There was life. Whenever he went, there was transformation. There was life. We partake of that. And you know what's going to happen? We continuously partake of that. Then, and only then, we're going to see life in the areas of our lives. Hallelujah. Amen. John 5, 1 John 5, 11 to 12. And this is a testimony that God has given us eternal life. And this life is in His Son. He who has the Son has? And he uh, he who does not have the Son of God does not have life. Do you know that the word life in the Hebrew is this word kai, chai, right? C-H-A-Y, kai, basta, C-H-A-Y, which means life is more than just being alive and active, but includes the very important element, which is, this is the element, communion, community, company. Ladies and gentlemen, you are in new life. Hey, Amen. We have communion. We have company. We, have cong- we are congregation. We are in a congregation. So if Adam partakes of the tree of life, then he would be choosing the communion with God. And the life becomes automatic because God is the source of life. But he did not choose communion. He chose independence. He chose kaya ko to. Diba? He chose, I am my boss. But if he chose the tree of life, to eat from the tree of life, then he could have chosen God. He could have chosen a communion with God. But we, through Jesus Christ now, has given us life. Under the new covenant, ladies and gentlemen, in John 15, verse 4 and 8, 4 to 8, the Bible says we abide in the vine. Who's the vine? Jesus, right? Abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, Unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. Amen. Whatever now the vine has, we have. If the vine has life, then we have life. We can partake of life because we are connected to the vine. Amen. Whatever the vine has, the branch will have. And so the fruit that comes out of the branch is because of the vine. Tama? So whatever is of the vine, you have. And so as you partake of the tree of life, you partake of Jesus Christ, amen, you partake of the finished work, you partake of His love for you, you partake of His promises for you, you partake of His peace, you partake of His wisdom, the fruit that will come out, much fruit, is His fruit. Amen. It's His promises. It's His, you know, life inside of you. Verse 5, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in Him bears, what? Much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. And then in verse 7, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, look at this, you will ask what, what you desire and it shall be done for you. Wow, that's a loaded verse. Amen. Who you want that verse? Whatever you desire, it shall be done for you. You know why? Your desire now gets in line with His desire. That's why. Amen. So this verse is really correct. Because now we're connected to the vine. So everything of the vine, His heart, His heartbeat, now we have it. So that's why when you pray, it's not just going to be silly prayers. Amen. But it's going to be bold prayers. Something about prayers. 
Don't pray prayers that you can answer. Amen. Pray prayers that only God can answer. That's why a while ago, you step out and believe for the supernatural. We prayed prayers here in this church and we're continuously praying prayers. Lord, we need 4 million pesos for our cameras. Only God can answer that. Did we go to you and say, help us? We need cameras. Did we go to you and say, no? No? We just texted our ministry heads and, you know, for prayers together. But you know what? God answers because it's His will. Amen. We pray prayers that only God can answer. Amen. Can someone say amen to that? Amen. amen. So if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask whatever you desire. It shall be done for you. By this, my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit. Amen. Much fruit so that you will be my disciples. So partaking of the tree of life means focusing on our relationship with Jesus, not rules. It focuses on being, not doing. Amen. You do what you are. Amen. You do who you are, uh, what you are. So if you focus on your identity, that's what you're going to be doing. Amen. Let's eat of the, the goodness of the Lord. Taste and see that the Lord is good. This week, you know, choose to eat from the goodness of the Lord. Maybe fear is going to come in. Someone is going to say negative things to you. Oh, you know, this thing is not going to happen. Oh, you know, you hear a bad report. But what do you do? You partake of life. Amen? You partake of life. You know, choose to eat right. Amen? Choose to eat right and you are going to live. Amen? Choose to eat healthy. Amen? I'm speaking the spiritual. And so what is healthy? The Word, is promises in your life. And that is the one that's going to make you real. Amen? That is going to want the one that is going to uh, produce in your life. Can someone say amen? Amen. amen. You know, in Gen- Jeremiah 17, verse 5 to 8, it says here, Jeremiah 17, verse 5 to 8, Adam had, cho- had a choice. When it was presented to him, the life with God, God's sufficiency, or man's sufficiency. You know, life without God. And sad to say, Adam chose life without God. But today, because of Jesus Christ, among you know what Jesus did at the cross is far more greater than what Adam did. Amen. So the effect of, the, the effect of what Adam did, you know, uh, what the effect rather of what God, Jesus did, is greater than what Adam did. Where sin abounds, grace abounds much more. Amen. With one man's disobedience, sin came into the picture. But with one man's obedience, righteousness came into the picture. Amen. Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So in Jeremiah 17, verse 5 to 8, this is wisdom from the Lord. It says here, this is what the Lord says. Cursed are those who put their trust in mere humans, who rely on human strength. Say, that's not me. Amen. And turn their hearts away from the Lord. They are like stunted shrubs in the desert. That means hindi na kayo lalaki. Amen. That means hanggang doon na lang kayo. Amen. That means up, up to that point, you know, there's nothing going to happen. With no hope for the future, they will live in barren wilderness. You are going to be unfruitful in uninhabited and salty land. I don't want that. If I trust in my own strength, this is what God is saying. But I don't trust in my strength. Amen? We don't trust in our strength. We trust in God's strength. I tried it before. Among you tried to trust in your own smarts, in your own strength. 
Ako, pati paa. I did it. But because of God's grace, still, I am where I am. I can stand here. God still is working in our lives. Even though sometimes we miss it. Right? God is still working. Because this is us in verse 7. Look at this. But blessed are those who trust in the Lord and have made the Lord their hope and confidence. Say, that's me. Amen. Verse 8. They are like trees planted along a river bank with roots that reach deep into the water. Such trees are not bothered by heat. Amen. Or worried by long months of drought. Their leaves stay green and they never stop producing fruit. Hallelujah! Say, that's me. We are always green. We're always fresh. People look to you and say, what do you have? What are you taking? What are you putting on? Right? God, I trust in God. Rest is there. Amen? Rest is there. Amen? Hallelujah. So in all areas of our lives, in every decision that we make, May it be a small decision, a big decision. God, I need you. God, thank you for leading me. When you wake up in the morning, Lord, I thank you for this is the day that you have made and I will rejoice and be glad in it. In small decisions and even in big decisions, I am led by the Spirit of God. I am led by peace. I partake of the, the, I choose to partake of the life that God has. Amen. I choose to partake from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. I desire to partake that I am the blessed of God. Amen. Rather than being pressured by so many things, wait, I stop. I, you know, I, I just go and, and sing, begin to sing and let the peace of God come in. You know, I know I will not partake of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Amen. That is us. Aren't you glad that we have life inside of us? Amen. Amen. John 6, 57. It says here, the living, as the living Father sent me, I live because of the Father. He who feeds on me will live because of me. Amen. He who feeds on Christ will live because of Christ. God says, he who feeds on me. Let's partake of life. Let's partake of the tree of life. Everything about life. Amen. And we are going to live because of Him. Amen. And lastly, Proverbs 11.30. I like the first part of this verse and actually the second part. But this, the whole verse goes, The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life. Amen. The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life. And he who wins souls is wise. Amen. Let's partake of the tree of life. Let's partake of His goodness of the Lord. Amen. Let's partake of His love for us in Jesus' name. Amen. Something about children. Let me add this right now. Speak to them life. Speak life to them. If you want them to be kings, talk to them as kings. Amen. Amen. Like they're kings. Right? If you want to be, them to become fools or stupid, talk to them like they are fools and stupid. Amen. You got that? Amen. Speak life to them. You are blessed, my son. You are blessed, my daughter. Amen. You have a wonderful future. God loves you, my son. Even talk to your wife like that. Amen. You are beautiful. Amen. Beyond description. To marvelous for words. Amen. Talk to your husband like that. You know, I support you. Hindi na lang, ano ba? 
No, don't say that. Amen? Speak life to one another. Support one another. Amen. Come on, let's just praise God today. Just thank the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. We don't want to assume maybe you're here and you're hearing this message and you're saying, Pastor, I want that. I want that life. You know, I know. uh, I'm not sure if I have Jesus in my life. I'm not sure if I have life himself. But I want him. I want Jesus to become real in my life. I want to live out of life. I want to partake life. If that is you and you have not received Jesus as Lord and Savior of your life, well, I'm going to make right now, I'm going to ask people, I'm going to ask this congregation, you know, make an altar call. If you're that person, raise your hands if you want to receive Jesus today. And I believe God desires that you, you know, will live from this life that He has. Because Jesus said, I have come that you might have life and life to enjoy and life to the fullest until it overflows. So if that is you, can I have everyone to just close their eyes for a minute? If that is you, my friend, you're saying, Pastor, I want Jesus in my life. I want to live out of life. I want to live the life that God has for me. I want to have real life. If that is you, raise your hands right now and I'm going to pray. Anyone in this place? Just raise your hands. Thank you. Thank you for your hands. Thank you for that hand. Thank you for that hand. Thank you for those hands. Praise the Lord. Thank you for those hands. Amen. You're raising your hands to Jesus. Thank you for those hands. Amen. You may put down your hand and I pray. Can you pray with me right now? Let's pray together and pray this. Congregation, why not pray along? Let's pray. Dear Jesus, Thank you for dying at the cross for me. Thank you for being my life. You died at the cross for me. And you rose again from the dead for me. I receive what you've done. I receive you into my life. Be my Lord. Be my Savior today and forever. I receive your life, Jesus. Thank you for this new life that I have in you. Thank you for this adventure that I will have with you. In your name I pray. Amen and amen. Amen. Thank you for listening. For more information, please visit our website at newlifethefort.com.